You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 16 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. And this podcast is produced once again by Daron Rosquet. Woohoo, I think we have to get in touch with him uh, and invite him for next week. I am all for that. We got to have Daron on. Yeah, I wanted. He wants to talk about uh, Christmas tree sellers of New York City. He does. He does. And all I right. want. And I want to talk about him and the work that he does as a producer, right. for the podcast. I so, think we can accommodate both of you. I think so. Yeah, that'll be fine. Speaking of uh, Christmas tree sellers in New York City, yes. So you, as you well know, I made a film about a great uh, film, Tree Man, called Tree Man. A great Christmas movie. Always, <laughs> always in, ev- in every year, it yeah. is in someone's list of best Christmas movies. Highly so, recommended. Was it on Netflix this year? It was on Netflix, not this year. It hasn't been on Netflix for a little while. But um, oh, did I tell you that Francois, the Tree Man? Was in New York last yes, night? Yes, you told yeah. me. And then yeah. I meant to ask you, I thought he was banned from the United States. He was, uh, due to the wild success of the movie, right. uh, in quotes, uh, He when he tried to cross the border several years ago, they had him on a list and they were. he was told that uh, because he was working in the U.S. without a permit during the holiday season, they would not allow him back in for a period of five years. It's the, and it, it's been five years? It's been more. Wow. So I after, you know what the whole late Trump COVID period. Yeah, the COVID made, thing. COVID it just thing. doesn't it, it's really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. Through threw everything off. Yeah. So after Christmas, he put his family in the car and yeah. then drove to New York. They all came down to New York. Right. And, and so it was wait. And so someone in immigration saw yeah. Tree Man and was like, you know, he was coming down for a film festival. Yeah. Uh, he was flying to the film festival was in St. Like George, Arizona or something. St. George, Utah. Uh-huh. Right. And I was going and he was going to meet me there. And I got a call from him when I was at the airport in Denver. And yeah. he was like, I can't. <laughs> Holy they're, shit. They're not letting me in. So I guess they had... Asked him what he was doing there. He said he was going to a film festival, and it just it was a downward spiral from there. Um, wow! So he he put his he and his family, four kids, his, and his wife uh-huh. Renee, they got in the car and they came to New York City last week. And nice. That was awesome. Nice. And we, but he didn't sell any trees. No, he didn't come to sell trees. He came yeah. to be a tourist didn't, in New York. Didn't he? Didn't he start selling trees in Canada, like for Christmas? Well, man, that's what he does. He opens his own tree stand, and he's getting some good attention because you know he's the famous tree man from New York. That's awesome. Is he? He's doing it in Montreal, and he does it in Montreal. Montreal, and you know he's going to have several stands that he's opening. It should be. It should be called Tree Man Trees. Like he can. It can be a marketing thing. He calls it Tree Man Trees. Does he? Yeah, it's called Tree Man. I he love is it. Tree Man, yeah. 
So it's an I, empire in the making. It is, and he learned franchisees. Of, he learned a lot of uh, business lessons in New York, and he's going to apply them up there. That's awesome. And meanwhile, I think I mentioned to you that the people who took over his spot on 102nd and Broadway have been telling customers that Francois is dead. I know that's fucked horrible. Up. Horrible. It's like so it's like a George Santos like lot. <laughs> So every year I get messages on the Facebook page for the film saying, oh, my God, I heard Francois is dead. And, <laughs> oh, my God. And people are literally, like, heartbroken. Horrifying. Uh, and I have well, been telling them. Did you go up there and be like, can you please tell, not tell people that Francois is dead? Well, I did something better. Okay. In my opinion, better. Last okay. year when I found out that this was happening, I went up there and I had my phone with me and I was filming on my phone. Like at the stand, I walked up there. I'm like, oh, look, all the Christmas trees are here. And right. I'm, like, I'm like, hey, where's Francois? And the guy was like, uh, I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, Francois died. I'm like, what? Francois's dead? You know, playing stupid, <laughs> yeah. even though I knew, first of all, I knew that they were saying that he was dead. Right, and right. I also knew that he was, that he's alive. Right. So I filmed them telling me that Francois is dead. And I'm like, oh, man, Francois was like Christmas for this whole neighborhood. They're like, yeah, he died last year. I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrible. So that's going to be the opening to the, to the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever make a sequel, we now well, you have gotta go, You got to go film in Montreal. Yeah, like, that's, that's, there's he now... wants to do that. He wants to do that. I... So, yeah, if there's a story there, then yeah, right. that would be great. Well, part of the story is that he's banned from the United States. Well, and then he learned that for a business while. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then now he's uh, creating the Christmas tree empire. Yes, recreating the Christmas recreating tree the empire. Christmas tree empire. So he was down here with his family, and his kids were here when they were little. Right. And now they're older, and you know we were up at 102nd, the spot where he worked. Right. That you know taking pictures, and you know we shot this film nine years ago. And every like the guys who worked for him were back, and everybody just looks older. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like the two kids, and you remember meeting uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason's like twenty eight, twenty nine years old now. Right. Like Nelson is twenty nine. Like they're <laughs> right. they're full on adults. Right. Uh, they're not kids anymore. And yeah, you know, Francois and I certainly look older than we did nine years ago. <laughs> Don't we all? I guess we do. Uh, but it was nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool, man. Yeah, now the holiday season is over. We're over. Back to, now, uh, here's my question. Yeah. Do you still say to people, Happy New Year? Are you, and when oh. you stop saying, I hope your New Year is off to a good start, like when does that end? That's the Larry David question, right? Yeah. Larry David said, I think January 7th, I think a week. Is okay. when you're not allowed. So I don't to. have according, to. According right. to Larry David, now you could get your face punched. I think if you start, if you keep saying it. To okay. Because I did send an email to someone yesterday. I didn't say Happy New Year. I said I hope your New Year is off to a good start. All right. So we're a week in. We're I a guess, week in. I guess it's now. This is the cutoff. Okay. Like we can't say it anymore. All right. I'm done. So last week we had our last episode of the year. This week is our first episode of 2023. Woo-hoo! So what's in the news? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Let's see. An NFL player almost died on the field oh my God. this week. 
Yeah, that was. I told you I was flipping channels on Thursday night, and it was a game on. I was like, I can't watch this. I, I don't think there it. was a game on this week. Maybe it's they were. It was like NFL Network, and they were replaying. Maybe, it. maybe. Yeah. But I don't think they. There was no Thursday week. night game. No, it must have been replaying it. There hasn't like, been oh. a game since the 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 game where Hamlin almost died. Oh my god! And it was horrible. And and of course the takes on it were horrible. Oh my god! That night, like. They had like, uh, I'm a TV dermatologist, and this is what I think happened. Like on CNN, was like CNN was like, we're not going to speculate, but let's speculate yeah. for three fucking hours. Well, the speculation was only part of it, right? And and again, going to back to Twitter because that's where all news is breaking. Even though it was happening on live television, right? I was looking on Twitter to see if there were any sports writers who actually had real updates, right? And, you know, I would say 90% of the tweets were, oh, my God, this is horrible. My thoughts and prayers right. are with Hamlin and blah, blah, blah. And then you had two cat two other categories of assholes. <laughs> the first category were people who have money on the game or whose fantasy football, <laughs> football championships right, are right, on the right. line. And they're like, they should just play this. You know, part of football is getting hurt. And <laughs> So, and I think Skip Bayless of uh, ESPN was right. one of the people who had a really bad take about like, oh, they should just start playing the game again, which obviously after watching your teammate right. receive CPR on the field, you don't necessarily want to go back out there play, right. and, you know, fling yourself like a projectile at another human being. <laughs> and then you had the second category of assholes. And these people are beneath contempt. These are the people who blamed what happened on the COVID vaccine. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> it's right. It's right. I saw that. Yeah. I was and like, what? There is a subset yes, of athletes people. Athletes are dropping dead because right. they were vaccinated. Who, where, where is that coming from? I mean, obviously, the, the anti-vax group. You know, it's and coming from people who. Bobby you know, Kennedy Jr. It's confirmation others, like, bias. Where did it start? Like, where, where did this start with Hamlin? Like, who was it the started, first person? It started with people who have said from the beginning that the the vaccine causes No, I understand uh, that, but heart was there attack. a specific so as tweet? We, no, I don't yeah. look, I don't think there was one. I think there were many. I think right. there were uh, there's a subset of people again, it's confirmation bias who you believe that this is bad for you. So right. when anything bad happens. Anything bad happens, right. It's just a confirmation that it's got to be caused. Oh, I twisted my ankle. Like, right. Because the COVID vaccine weakens your tendons. Exactly. So yeah, it's Actually, like Hamlin was vaccinated. Right. Hamlin was vaccinated. So this must be So are they because... going to stop taking antibiotics? Because antibiotics do, like whenever I've taken, had to take antibiotics, the doctor has said in the last 10 years or so, the doc has said, if you're going to continue running, just be really careful because it does temporarily uh, weaken your tendons and stuff. Yeah. So they probably should. They probably, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, every other vaccine seems okay. <laughs> exactly. For people to take, except for this one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was that was. Well, then the other thing. crazy vaccine thing was this week was the Wall Street Journal ran a piece saying – that the COVID vaccines are spawning variants. Oh, the vaccines are spawning. The vaccines. Variants. So, like, more people getting the vaccines, and you're getting more virulent variants as a result. Again, causation 
correlation does not necessarily imply correlation, I, I, right? I didn't read the piece. It seemed so ridiculous and it got so dumped Dan? on by anybody yeah. who, who worth their salt epidemiologist. Who wrote, that? Who wrote I it? I don't remember. Was it a doctor? I don't know. It's Scott really... Atlas, of the Scott Atlas School of Medicine. <laughs> Trump University Medical the, School. The, the, the radiologist who said, yeah, let her rip. Oh, my God. Good, good call. I mean, it's true. Look, I think they're looking back on it. There were things. Science is an iterative process. Um, and, you know, things uh, peer review. The whole point of peer review is to advance knowledge. So not, you know, so the idea that it was this these two camps was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you did have speaking of ridiculous, you had these kind of ridiculous things like Scott Atlas, who really had no business being in, in, in the highest levels of government recommending uh, – and I think that the caricature on the right of Anthony Fauci um, suggesting that this there was only one way of doing this, this was you know the best guidance that they had at the time. Um, yeah, but you're talking about you're, – you're talking with nuance and you right. know, understanding. Uh, even the words iterative process are going to be lost on people who just like – you know, they're looking for simple solutions in a world where none exists. Right. It's like it's, the time. Yeah. It's like the time I came up, uh, came up against the, the the president of the Texas State Senate in which he was railing about climate change was just a theory. And mm. I was like, you obviously don't know what a theory is. <laughs> so right. theories are, are either strong or weak. So... The right. theory of evolution is strong. Well, they the also, theory of creationism is weak. And but in that man's mind, those two things are equal, right? <laughs> the Bible is a theory. There's evolution either evidence, is a theory. There's, there's either evidence to support your theory, making it strong, or not a lot, not a lot of evidence that demonstrates that your theory isn't. Just listen, a theory is a meaningless kind of statement. It's a political listen, statement. Listen, Doctor Cook, take your fancy education. <laughs> And shove it up your ass. You're going to come after me because I wear glasses. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. And that Jewish. That, yeah. I think the Jewish thing is worse than the glasses I thing. Jewish yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that you wear glasses, I think, is secondary. Um, so if they are going to categorize, and first you're Jewish and you have glasses. Right. So, yes, you're going to go on that train. Right. You're getting on the Shit. train. Shit. Sorry. Damn. Yeah. Say train. Yeah. Um, so there's a speaker of the house. Finally, after 15 <laughs> rounds of a slugfest, it's like a heavyweight championship fight. Only the fight was with a bunch of mental midgets. So I, I, at, during lunch on Thursday and Friday, yeah. I had on the background, the gaveling into uh. order and the vote. And it was, I just had it on in the background. It was just kind of hysterical it was a fiasco Hyster hakeem jeffries now holds the holds the record for getting the most votes consistent votes ever for, speaker speaker ever. The house. yeah the whole thing was a, a complete clown show well what it does it portends what this congress is going to well, be well you, you know you said there's a new speaker of the house and his name is matt, matt gates, <laughs> matt gates. Yeah. yeah 
he is the real speaker and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobbert, like well, those people are in control because Kevin McCarthy is going to be the weakest speaker in well, this history and the modern history of the house. His endless concessions to them. Yep. And we don't even his, know. What we don't even know what they are. are. But and the, and the, and the willingness of so-called Republican moderates to go along with this is how we got to this place, got to this point in the first place. Yes. What What's interesting to me, if there is such a thing, if there are a large group of people, just because people support Kevin McCarthy for for speaker doesn't make them moderates. But if there is such a thing as Republican moderates, I don't think there is. The fact that they're saying, well, this is just the cost of doing business, et cetera, et cetera, suggests to me that um, they're just. Actually, that there aren't. No, there that, aren't. That, that there aren't. That, 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 that the, there's very few people on that side of the aisle that actually want to get anything done. No, and, and if they there just were, want to investigate Burisma and Hunter Biden. And, if there, if there and, were people on the other side of the aisle who wanted to get anything done, and nobody talked about this, what they should have done and could have done is reach out to moderates on the other side of the aisle and said, This is how we intend to govern with your help. Yeah, that right. was. I think that would be a non-starter within the Democratic okay. caucus, though. So. It would also be a non-starter within the Republican. I don't think. I don't but, think in the Democratic caucus they would do that. No, they they wouldn't. But at least make the effort, right? Show that there is right. goodwill and the attempt to be bipartisan, right. which there is not. I will say. No. I will say that there were. I mean, people are talking about you know since there were no rules. The camera people yeah, yeah. could shoot anything that they wanted. And there were a couple of things that were startling. One, you never see you never see above the flag, so you never see the electronic votes, the vote yeah, tabulator, which was super yeah. cool. But other like weird things like AOC and Paul Gosar deep yeah. in conversation. I wonder what that conversation was wow. about. Wow. Wow, I want to know what yeah, that was about, yeah. right? And then last night there was almost a brawl. Yes, on the on the set of like in the in the chamber, right? Mike Rogers of Alabama wanted to take Matt Gates's head off. Yeah, he did, and he went after him physically, and he had right. to be restrained. Right, right. It was crazy. It was crazy. And then that's, within that's, a half hour, everything turned around. Right. And the next round. Right, right. I'm surprised happened. there aren't more fisticuffs. I mean, given there was. It, after the certification of the election of Biden, um, the one Republican from Maryland, Andy Harris, who's a real, real bad guy. He's part. He was one of these holdouts. He's one of these guys who tried to carry a gun on the House floor. Mm. He's the son of a Hungarian fascist. He himself is a fascist. His wife is a fascist. All kinds of terrible things about this guy. In any event, um, he got into an almost altercation with someone. And who's that guy who's the former... He wasn't an NFL player. He was a college football like linebacker who was a Democrat who's not in Congress anymore. I think he was from Texas. Anyway, he, he like stood up and started walking towards Harris and Harris oh, really? immediately de-escalated. Right? There are some weird ass characters in that chamber. Oh, man. The house is so low rent. It really, so low rent. It really is. You know. Yeah. So, so and, that, that and, occupied and, a lot of time this week. Th think about like I, I've met like. Dean Phillips from Minnesota is a super nice and smart guy, but like the the good people, the smart, the accomplished people, they don't want to they don't want to run for elective office. They don't want to be members of Congress. Well, not when they see how dysfunctional it is. Right, right. It's bad I, I for mean, the country. The people who get all the attention are the ones who are grandstanding all the time. 
Right. Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Lauren Bobbert. Lauren Bobbert. Like, why do we know all these people? Right. Because because they're attention horse. Right. How George, did we? I, George Santos. Did you see through the white power signal? Yeah. Signal? And his other hand was yeah. up. I was like, is that like a Heil Hitler? Yeah. And it was weird. Weird as fuck, man. Yeah. One great thing though, the first day. Nobody He's walking to him. down the hall. No one talked to him, but all these reporters were following him. Yeah. And one reporter said, "Is your name actually George Santos?" Which is what I've been saying. Well, there I, was, is, how do we know his name is actually George Santos? One time when they called his name on the floor, they called it like twice, and he didn't flinch <laughs> because then, he used to go by Matt Devolder or something. Is that true? I, he used to go by something else. Dude, that the whole thing's crazy. Meanwhile, I have a research so associate. Nuts. Who's married and her husband's name is George Santos. Poor, poor bastard. I texted her. I was like, how do you feel about I feel about being married to the other George Santos? Poor bastard. That's like the guy Matt Gertz. Matt on Gertz from Media. That's what I said to her. I said, every yeah. time Matt Gates does something crazy, which yeah. is daily, Matt yeah. Gertz's Twitter feed blows up. And he's like, I I, I swear I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, so anybody named George Santos out there is probably not in for a, an easy ride for the next couple of years. Or like someone like looks at like he puts a credit card down and says, "Look, really, George yeah. Santos? Is that is that your real name? Is that your real name?" But I'm yeah. telling you, I don't think that guy's name is truly George Santos. We know nothing about the true story behind this guy. Nothing. I mean, maybe it's like a Don Draper thing. He assumes there someone else's identity. It is entirely possible. But the authorities in Brazil reopened the criminal case against him. So he's going to be prosecuted in Brazil and the United States. He could be extradited. Isn't there an extradition agreement between the U.S.? I have no Europe? idea. Yeah, I think there is. I have no idea. <laughs> it's oh crazy. The other crazy thing. There's more? Yeah. So Okay, so now after all this, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the titular Speaker of the I like house. when you say titular. I like to say too. Titular. Uh, can can is gonna be the titular speaker of the house. Uh, and then we're gonna just have chaos. Yes. Chaos. Because yes. when you negotiate with terrorists, this is what happens. Okay. Okay, so now what? Now you said there's something else? Yes, there's more. There's more. So you've heard of CPAC? Oh yes, I know. And you've heard you of the <laughs> AC or the American Conservative Union? Yeah. And the head of both organizations is a guy named Matt Schlapp. Terrible name, by the way. Schlapp. Matt Schlapp. Matt Schlapp. Yeah. Um, has, I mean, not that CPAC was so wonderful anyway, but particularly. CPAC is a conservative, conservative political, political action, action committee. committee it's yeah. been around for a while. It's basically part of, it's way he makes money along with his wife, who was a Trump White House staffer, uh-huh. also the American Conservative Union. They're all connected to each other. He's also a corporate lobbyist. This is the way he gets corporations that he represents. So he is the right-wing right swamp in Washington, He is the right-wing swamp. But meanwhile, you know, you drain the swamp, but all these, you know, Ted Cruz speaks at CPAC, Trump, Mike yeah. uh, Pompeo, all the big names. Right, right. And he is also, in the last five or six years, co- that, you know, paralleling to the, this kind of real open anti-LGBTQ, homophobic, Christian right. nationalist, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, you name it, they real, turn CPAC into a forum of the celebration of all of these pathologies in American in the American right. Well, it turns out, yes. it turns out yes. that 
a male staffer yeah. for the Herschel Walker campaign, has revealed to the Daily Beast <laughs> that Matt Schlapp repeatedly groped him yeah, in while the Schlapp was stumping, stumping for Herschel Walker. While yeah. driving, he grabbed, Matt Schlapp grabbed his schwantz, <laughs> couldn't keep his hands off of him at a bar in public, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as these things go, the expectation is that once someone reveals that Schlapp has done it to him, to yeah, someone, it's then the, it's gonna, ones, the floodgates yeah. will open and there'll be like 20 other guys who say, yeah, I but will but it I make fear for my political. And meanwhile, the Daily Beast is like, we cannot publish his name because he still works in politics right. and he fears retaliation but against. will it make her. a difference? I don't know. I mean, the first surprising thing about that is that Herschel Walker had a staff. And the actual groping is the least surprising thing about this whole mess. I, you um, know, I have this distinct memory of years ago sitting down with a woman uh-huh. who had been around Washington like for a million years. I can't remember who it is. Um, she's like a journalist, and she said to she. There was a small group of us talking, and she said, "If it's if it's a young woman, it's a Democrat." Mm-hmm. If it's a young man or a boy, it's definitely a Republican. She's like, I've been in this town for 40, 50 years. Yeah. And that's the way it goes down. And it always, so seems to, it always seems to come back to that. So the more you scream about LGBTQ and grooming, right, and, right, right. Uh, it's all projection. <laughs> it's all projection. Every accusation is actually yeah, an admission. A confession. Yep, that's what it is. That's exactly Yeah. Right. And that's where we are. So let's see what's going to happen but, to Schlapp Happy Mad Schlapp. <laughs> so Charlie Sykes, uh-huh. who I love, and I read the bulwark. A former um, conservative, right? A former Republican. He, he, was, he was a conservative yeah. talk radio host right, from Wisconsin yeah. who has become – who is a leader of the Never Trumpers. Right. And he's got a great Twitter game and he's got – and he's the editor-at-large of something called The Bulwark. Uh-huh. which I think is very, very smart. Um, and he said, okay, we will not make any puns. No no slap puns. And then George Conway jumped in. He was like, oh, Lord, help me. I will not make George- match slap puns. I will not make it. Yeah. And it's like, it just screams out for it. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, God. so that's insane. Yeah. But, not, but unsurprising. So 2023 is off to a great start. Did you see that Trump's spiritual advisor access Journeys, the band Journeys Bank? Oh, account? yes, I saw that. That's, what the what? fuck? Is there anybody associated with him that is not a, a grifter or a thief or just a complete charlatan? And I think the answer, obviously, is no. Right. So that's an allegation that Neil Schoen, the guitarist for Journey, has made. <laughs> and apparently one of the other bandmates, someone who had replaced a, a, someone from the original lineup, is like on the God Squad and is like a follower oh, really? person. Yeah, that's that's what I didn't read yeah. too far into it. So Steve, was, Steve Perry is no longer with Journey. No, 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 no. They yeah. have this Filipino guy. Yeah, who, who was who, he was like you know one of these guys who did like Journey. You know, it was like a Journey tribute band, but he sounds right. exactly like Steve Perry. Right. I was supposed to see Journey in March here in DC, but that guy got COVID and it's been rescheduled for March 2023 or April. Are you gonna go? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Even though it's not Steve Perry, 
That sounds good to go. That'd be fun. We're sitting in a box. It's like a tribute band almost. No, Neil Stone's one of the a great one of the great guitarists of the era. Yeah, so it's still like a tribute no, band. It's not Steve Perry. Anyway, so yeah, that was other craziness. I Can mean, just... twenty twenty three is off to a start. Right, let me ask you a question because yesterday was the uh, second anniversary of the January sixth insurrection. So Do you know two, that only one Republican joined with Democrats yeah. to commemorate? The, yeah, that's the event. awful. That's awful. So when people talk about those moderate Republicans, I, they, again, there are there's one. There's one. So I guess. So we're two years out. Yeah. Is anybody going to go to jail other than the people like the the soldiers? Well, like what I mean, about the is, generals? What about all the people at the top of this pyramid? Well, well, how come the special nobody... counsel is investigating? Uh, yeah, but this is look. I understand you want to have an airtight case, right? But you know, the DOJ has now been presented with everything that the January Sixth Commission right. has. It's like millions found. of pages, though. I get it, but like at some point, like when is this going to happen? Well, here's. And I, I mean, look, I, think, I understand I, the wheels of justice move slowly, and 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 the and remember the committee was not is not it wasn't legal. Right. Okay. So, right. Okay. So, you, so there's legal Fine. standards that the committee did not need to meet. Right. I get. I think all there's of overwhelming. I, I mean, in my own, you know, look, my father was a lawyer and my sister's a lawyer, so that qualifies me a little bit, I guess. Are you a lawyer? Uh, no. By by you know by by family. Uh, it's the family business. Everything that I've read about it is that <laughs> the committee has provided well right, right. evidence, but that the DOG has to sift through it and decide. Where they can make their case, I, I get that. But so have some what, patience. The, the DOJ was not doing its own investigation prior to the. I the, think the DOJ was so not January sixth. Was was working on it, but they were like working their way up, and now they've been presented yeah. with all this I evidence. I feel like it's the over the the evidence again. You and I, as we've pointed out, are not lawyers, but the eye sees what the eye sees. Like it's it seems self evident that Trump is the orchestrator of all of this. Now, I understand that they're afraid of a civil war breaking out as a result of prosecuting him. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do something, right, then you're just inviting right. a replay of, of this. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I, I'm somewhat... I'm, I, 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 I don't think that the DOJ is dragging its feet. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just wondering. I think it's going to happen. Someone, people are going. I mean, yeah, I think clear so, Giuliani, Cheesebro, whatever that guy's name is, Eastman. Eastman, yeah. Right. What uh, about Jenny Thomas? Uh, Mil is what's his name? The guy Miller? Is it Miller? Who Steven? they wanted? To, it's not Stephen Miller. The guy who, Jeff, uh, the guy who he wanted to make the uh, Attorney General. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, what's his name? He's clearly uh, in the legal crosshairs. Uh, I don't know about Jenny Thomas. It's again like her husband. Everything is, that came out of the the January sixth, yeah, committee. you know, suggests that you know she, she was played, heavily involved, right? But that and, she played it like, oh, I would never, you know. And her husband, of course, didn't know anything yeah, about what she was right, doing. Right. Like, there's no. But this like with Eastman and Giuliani and these other guys, there's like. Real evidence. Yeah, but this is all happening in broad daylight, right? Like, uh, I agree with you. you I know, mean, there was a real coordinated effort stemming from Trump. I think it goes without saying. But again, there's legal standards. And I, I think we're going to find out in it. 2023. 
there will probably be indictments in 2023. So you're saying this should be an interesting year? I mean, any year that starts out with Donald Trump's spiritual advisor accessing Journey's bank account is setting up to be right. a Matt, wild year. And Matt Schlapp being credibly Matt, accused Matt of Schlapp groping being... a male, a male uh, political operative. Yeah. Yeah. And the 15 rounds of uh, the fight for the speakership of the House. I, I was uh, I was emailing with a buddy of mine, and we need to catch up, and we keep missing each other on the phone. And he said, I, I wish him a happy new year in the past week. Got it. And he well, said, still, man, I hope, okay. I hope 2023 is better than 2022. And then he said, how many years in a row have we said? Basically since 2016. Since 2016. Yeah. Long time. Basically since the podcast started. I don't, again, correlation does not imply causality, but it all happened when we started this thing. Well, I mean, maybe we should, we we rose, we, we, we rode the wave. We are men who met history. We rose to meet the challenge of history. (laughs) I like that. Um, no self-aggrandizement here at all. <laughs> None. But we did. We 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 met the challenge of we met history the presented to us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. I think on that happy note, we should um, continue uh, with our year. Okay. And all let's right. uh, let's invite Daron on for next week. Next week, Daron. Oh uh, wait, we can't promise. We're we can't promise. We, we, we have to issue an invitation to his people. Yeah. See if he's available. Yeah. All right. I think he's all right, don't stop believing. <laughs> and don't stop taking money from Jerry. We're out. All right, goodbye. Later.